Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Pittsburgh City Cast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Another Madden Monday podcast. Tim Benz and Mark Madden from 1059 The X. You can read them in the Trib as well, four times a week. Listen to them Monday through Friday, three until six on The X. We are getting through what amounts to one of the worst weekends of the year in sports between the AFC NFC Championship game weekend and the Super Bowl. Uh, it is filled with the Pro Bowl and the NHL All Star game, which in a way could make it worse especially if you're trying to watch the Pro Bowl, which I did for about two minutes and then gave up, and that's the best decision I've made. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Mark, what have you done to pass the sports weekend by? Well, I went to the emergency room Thursday night and uh, had a heart attack scare. I enjoyed that more than the NHL All-Star Game. (laughs) Claude Giroux seemed to enjoy the All-Star Game. Maybe a sign of life for him as he markets himself out of Philadelphia. What do you think? Well, I think he's going to get traded at the deadline to a contender, which is good. I think Claude Giroux is the ideal guy to go to some young, promising team and teach those kids how to not win. Uh, I also like that he carried his kid around the ice after he won the All-Star Game MVP and the Metro Division won the championship. If you can't carry the cup, you might as well carry your kid. Just find a way. That's his trademark, I suppose, as long as it doesn't involve winning a championship. NHL.com front page had four trade candidates. One of them was Giroux. Two of the other three were Kessel and Fleury. Do they move? If so, where? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we're not that close to deadline yet. You can never tell until the situations for each team really coalesces. Although, in the Eastern Conference with the playoff spots pretty much wrapped up, uh, you might see those teams try to try to acquire early. You might see the teams below them uh, more presciently try to uh, dump players early. But, but boy, it always seems to go down to the last minute, doesn't it? It does. And I think hockey more than the other sports, we talk about it way too far out, way too early, get our sights honed in on one specific guy for a team. Sometimes that team then has other needs. I mean, my gosh, especially the Penguins, how many times have you thought about them getting player X and then they have injury Y that completely rewrites the script? Well, right. Now, as far as the guys who are on the front page of NHL.com, I don't know why anybody would want Kessel. He's dead in the water. He's, he's barely giving effort, let alone producing. Uh, the, the, the few teams I've admittedly seen him play because why would I want to watch Arizona? Uh, Flurry, it'd be a great get for any number of teams, most notably Colorado. Um, of course, we talked about Washington. Um, 
you know, he is a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. He's the Vesna Trophy winner just last year. And I'm sure he'd be glad to escape uh, Chicago, maybe Edmonton, although I don't think he'd do enough for Edmonton. I, I just think the way they play, it would be like a continuation yeah. of him having played Chicago this season. Claude Giroux would be a great get for, for some team just for the power play alone. He is a really accomplished power play guy. In fact, if you put him in that left half wall, actually, I take that back to him. I'm not sure he could be doing better than Brian Rust. True. Who I didn't think would be a good fit at that spot. I didn't think he'd be better than Evan Rodriguez particularly. But, uh, but yeah, I think those guys are going to move, but I don't have a good feel for where they might go just yet. How did you feel about the Penguins going into the All-Star break, losing four in a row? Big deal to you or the fact that, you know, at least against Washington, they played well going in. Uh, they got points in three of four. How did you process that? Well, now they're going to play at Boston uh, to open hostilities again after the All-Star break. And Boston is a rough opponent for them, especially there, because the coach gets last change and he can match up Bergeron's line with Crosby's line. Bergeron's always done a good job defensively against Crosby, and Crosby has to defend when he plays against that group. So that could be a rough one. And then if you lose there, you've lost five in a row. They haven't played well at Ottawa recently. They got beat bad there earlier this year. So I'm not worried right now, but I'm worried about where this could go because, you know, a couple more losses, you've undone a lot of the good you did by winning 17 out of 19. Yeah, and there were points left on the table, Mark, let's be honest, before that Capitals game. You know, even if it was a point here, a point there, those were beatable teams that they had, especially well, before Washington. Well, no one wants to hear this, Tim, but, you know, they're not the same team with Geno back. They're run and gun, wide open, trade rushes, have fun, score points, blah, blah, blah. Sure, we can play score in situation when we have to, but they, they haven't yet with Geno back. It's just a loose team with him back. But, hey, Geno, 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 we love Geno, got to have Geno to win. It, it ain't 2016. It really is polarizing any time you bring up Malkin's name, isn't it? Yeah, except I know I'm right. <laughs> it happens all the time. Anybody brings up Malkin, it's like you can't make a legitimate individual criticism without the presumption that you're working to get the guy out of town. No, I don't. It's too late. If I ever wanted to get him out of town, which I did not, it's, it's pretty much too late, isn't it? He's yeah. been here, you know, forever. But, uh, but no, the team's not the same in terms of style when he plays and the team's not at Latang is not the same when Gino plays. Latang has been in the dumper for the last, you know, four or five games was, you know, uh, horrible in a couple of games during this four game losing streak. But hey, people love Gino. Tim, I've seen people at the games wearing Gino jerseys. So he has a group of fans that really do support him. So Gino won three cups and he's the greatest and nothing ever changes. Players don't change. The team doesn't change. It's exactly as it was. He's exactly as he ever was. So you have to keep him forever. Although I will say this. I thought they would have turned into the Blackhawks, Red Wings, and or Kings a long time ago. And it is because their core has aged better than the cores of those teams that they have staved that off so far. Mark Madden with us. Listen to him on 105.9 The X again brought to us by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. By the time we speak again, Mark, well, I guess that's not true because we'll have Matt and Ben's unfiltered in the morning and nothing's going to happen between now and then. But next week, hopefully between now and then, Sidney Crosby will get to his 500th goal. When you think Sidney Crosby as a goal scorer, what do you think of? I think of those really nifty deflections down low. Nobody is better at those angled deflections down low than Sidney Crosby, and I mean ever. And after that, I go backhand because nobody's better on the backhand ever. Um, you know, in terms of one highlight real goal, I think of that one-handed backhand a few years back against Buffalo. Right, yeah. 
Uh, and there have been any number of goals where he just burst into space and, you know, it, it's over before you know it was starting. So uh, I'm not surprised to see him get the 500. In a way, I hope he gets 500 at Ottawa Thursday in an empty arena because fans aren't yet allowed to attend because that would be so NHL and so Canada. I know the Penguins adjusted their schedule. I think they're playing every other day again the rest of the way out, just like they did in January. How do you feel the scheduling has been recalibrated for the players as they approach uh, the second half of the season here? I I didn't see anything that was unusual. I I think the worst part of the scheduling was in these last, uh, what, three, four weeks when they, on two occasions, played three games in less than four days. Mark, that's a segue, I guess, because with the All-Star break and what they've got now instead of the Olympic break, nobody is watching the Olympics at all. Uh, I'm not. The the ratings are abysmal. Not bad, but dreadful. Um, Do you think, what what do you attribute the biggest of the many reasons to that? Um, How people consume television, no NHL players there, the fact it's in China, uh, the fact that nobody rallies around the flag in America anymore, what's the biggest reason of that group? All of the above, but I think the fact that it's in China and a lot of the viewing times are skewed is a thing. Uh, I mean, hockey's not the only sport in the Winter Olympics, but it's arguably the biggest. So, um, you know, the fact that NHL players aren't there is a factor. Uh, I hate all those phony-ass, like, snowboarding things, and maybe people have caught on to to, uh, to my proclivities in that regard. But uh, I think the lack of an evil empire. I think the fact that we're so divided, too, in our country that uh, people rally around half the flag. Like, there's no Trump team or Biden team over there. If there was a separate Trump team and a separate Biden team, I think there would be more interest. Yeah, I agree with all those points, and I made them on Twitter this week. I was going to turn that into a column for the Trib. I 100% agree with what you just put out there because, you know, I think – we look at that flag now and we see what it means to us and assume the flag doesn't mean that to the rest of the country. And for those reasons, it's hard to unite behind it. Like, and what you said, the evil empire, we're viewed by the rest of the world as the evil empire and we don't like half of ourselves. So that makes it real hard to get into the Olympics. Yeah. Everything you said is right on the money. And, uh, i got to be honest, I never waved the flag for sporting competitions, not even for, like, you know, Canada Cup, World Cup of Hockey, Olympic hockey, anything like that. If you want to represent your country, join the Army and go fight somebody. That's representing the country. As Herb Brooks said after 1980, 1980, arguably the biggest uh, upset in sports history, the greatest event in American sports history, and something that could never happen again, Herb Brooks said, I always saw it as a hockey tournament. Mark, we are 10 minutes and 15 seconds into this podcast. We have not mentioned Steeler quarterbacks. Have we let Pittsburgh down? I let myself down, Tim. Quarterback! <laughs> I kept waiting for you to bust out quarterback, 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 curveball. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But you didn't mix the metaphors. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, Tim, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I just hate the quarterback discussion. I got to be honest, I feel like I'm losing listeners and Twitter followers because I won't indulge it, but I'm not going to indulge it. It's stupid. Okay, the only way to – people are acting like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett would be the answer. First off, Kenny Pickett's not going to drop to them in the draft. Second off, Malik Willis is just Cordell Stewart Jr. The only way to get that quarterback is to tank a season, like I wrote in the Trib, and this wasn't very well received. Uh, they needed to tank 2019 when Ben got hurt instead of trading their first-round pick to Minka to make sure they went 8-8. Eight and eight. 
the Steelers are just scratching out 500 seasons and scratching out the occasional playoff berth, but not winning playoff games, and it's putting them in a deep hole. The only way to get that guy is to finish bottom five. I mean, you can get lucky. All I ever hear was that, uh, well, Brady got picked in the sixth round. Well, so did a guy named Spence Fisher for the Steelers. Remember him? Because I don't. No. I'd look it up. Jim Miller, too. So, uh, you know, and they're not going to get a big-name guy like Rodgers or even a mid-name guy like Garoppolo, maybe a guy like Trubisky. But, but, you know, you need linemen, too. And people are just ignoring that, that they're so bad. Like, people think if they get Munchak back as a coach, that'll fix the line. Tim, I've never been more ashamed to live in Pittsburgh as a sports town. It is the stupidest friggin' fan base, especially for the Steelers, I've encountered in my 61 glorious years. When you brought up Pickett, because there was a report that came out on Friday that said that if Pickett were to drop to 20, the Steelers would definitely take him. Well, he's not going to drop to 20. He's going to be gone by then. But, like, here's... But, Tim, he could go right across the parking lot. It'd be so cool. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If they're so sure about that, and this is how I answered that report when I was filling in for you on Friday. If they're so sure that he's their guy to that degree, that he's by far and away their choice at 20, before the workouts, before the combine, before they get their eyes really on anybody else besides the quarterbacks they looked at at the uh, the Senior Bowl, rather. If they want him that bad, why wouldn't you trade up to get him then? If he's a franchise quarterback that you want that badly, you traded up 10 spots to get an inside linebacker. Why wouldn't you do it for a quarterback? Well, I don't know. Don't ask me, Tim. Don't ask the GM either. Don't ask the owner. Don't ask any of the coordinators. Ask the megalomaniac because he will make all the decisions moving forward. Terrell Austin is the defensive coordinator. I mean, I'll tell you what, Tim. I bet when he talks, we'll barely be able to see Tomlin's lips move. When that announcement came out, it was impossible to ignore that it happened as soon as the Giants showed interest in him. I'm wondering why it took as long as it did. I know they wanted to make it look good and interview some other candidates, but boy, in an era where we're talking about sham interviews, what do you think all the people that were talked about as candidates aside from Terrell Austin are thinking right now? Terrell Austin's black, right? Yeah. Why bother? You have to talk to a certain amount of people for coordinators and head coaches outside of your Tim, organization. I think if you talk to a black guy, he's the only one you have to talk to. Technically not. They got they have to interview other people of color outside the organization to fulfill what, their like own. Like Asians? No, there's other black candidates, but from outside the organization. Tim, of course, I'm waxing sarcastic, but you know the whole thing's a sham anyway. I don't think Terrell Austin's a good choice just from the standpoint that Tom Tomlin will be the real defensive coordinator. Of course, nobody talked about this, Mark, on this topic, but I found it interesting, and it's an uncomfortable paragraph or footnote in this whole Brian Flores conversation. What about what happened in Minnesota? Their GM is African-American, tried to hire Jim Harbaugh. He said no, and then hired a white guy, had three other candidates that were black guys, one of them pulled out D'Amico Ryans, the uh, linebackers coach, sorry, defensive coordinator, for the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't think he did anything wrong. I applaud him for hiring the person he wants to hire. Absolutely. But you can't say that, right? Like, you can't bring this up as part of the conversation. You can't be happy you hired the guy you wanted anymore. Right, yes, exactly. So, like, he did nothing wrong. Let me tell you, there have been six head coaches hired this offseason as we speak. They're all white. They're just not going to pay attention to anything, you know, with the the Flores thing. They just don't care. They want to hire their guy because it's a billion-dollar industry, and you need to win. 
Yeah, you're going to hire the coach they want, not the coach that society thinks they should. You know, and and that doesn't mean there are plenty of very qualified African American head coaching candidates. I can't believe Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job by now after being flavor of the month for how many months? <laughs> but uh, but you're not going to force people to do this. You can pay lip service to it. Goodell can issue a statement. But Manny Jones could say white people are the problem, but nothing is going to change. Finally, Mark, uh, did you watch any of the Pam and Tommy Lee series on Hulu yet? No, I'm still. I have one more episode to go in in Ozark, and then uh, I'll get to that probably. Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty good actually. Well, it's. Did you see Itania, the movie Itania? No. It's very much like that. It was done by the same people. It's entertaining. And Lily James is totally hot as Pamela Anderson. Although, all the nudity you see, it's fake. She's wearing a bodysuit. It's unbelievable. Well, I was upset that a black man didn't play the part of Tommy Lee. <laughs> How about the Bradshaw documentary? Did you see that? Did you watch any of that? I was upset that a black man didn't play the part of Bradshaw. <laughs> they tried that. His name was Joe Gilliam. It just didn't work out. I want more African-Americans to get opportunity as head coaches and GMs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I am I am behind Brian Flores. I think his lawsuit has merit. I just don't think he has enough proof, as in, like, no proof at all. But, but I empathize, but I hate talking about stuff I know won't happen. I hate talking about stuff I know won't change. And everybody can care more, and everybody can virtue signal, and everybody can caterwaul, and Brian Flores can file his lawsuit – I just don't believe anything's going to change. And you know what? I'm not even 100% sure it should. Because I was on my show and I said, you know what? If I was an NFL team owner, I would hire exactly who I wanted and not be beholden to hiring a man of color just because it's the right thing to do socially. I just would not be beholden to that given my multi-million dollar business. If that makes me a bad person, I'm sorry. I think you're a good person, Mark. Well, I'm not even sure about that, but... It really is a catch-22 because, again, I empathize with Flores. I think there should be more African-American coaches, but you cite the Minnesota case. That's exactly what I would do. A black GM made that hire, Tim. Right, exactly. And I was on a show on PCN with a columnist from Philadelphia, and we got into it like a shouting match. I don't even know how much of it aired, to be honest with you, Mark. Because a shouting match with you. What, yeah, yeah, we were going back and forth at it. Like, you know, the host had to step in. I'd never met the guy before. And we were just screaming at each other about this because I said that the texts, like he was making it sound like the texts that went to Belichick were a smoking gun. And to a degree they are, but he was trying to make it sound like the ones from Buffalo were going to be this clincher for the case. And I'm like, you know, they look bad, but it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. It's a few good men stuff. And he said, it sounds like you're defending it. You're defending the indefensible. I'm like, I'm not defending anything. I'm not defending institutional no, racism. Tim there's, Tim, Tim, there's no proof. There's none. That's the point. There's not a little proof. There's no proof. There's no proof at all. And the closest thing is the, is the Belichick uh, text. But, you know, whoever told him that can just say there was a misunderstanding. Right, exactly. He could have moles. He could, you know, he's Bill Belichick for crying out loud. You don't think he has a mole in every organization in the NFL? Of course he does. Yeah, So so again, I empathize, but I just... I just know where this is going. It's going to, it's going to the same place Kaepernick went. Florida will get a settlement and never coach again. Yeah. And I, you know where he screwed up too, Tim? And I wrote this in my column. He looked very shaky and stuttery on TV and all his media appearances. And he was too lawyered up on TV. You don't need to be lawyered up on TV. 
when you got your lawyer talking on TV, people don't trust you. Unless you're Antonio Brown and you're on with Brian Cobble. Actually, that's exactly who I was thinking of. (laughs) Mark Madden, check him out Monday through Friday, 3 until 6 at 105.9 The X. Except for Monday, I'll be in for Mark on Monday because you're seeing Ghost in Columbus, Mark. Where? Where is that show? At the Nationwide, at the Blue Jackets Arena. Here's how rich and spoiled I am. And this makes me sound like a real jerk, so I'm going to say it. I bought two tickets. I wasn't sure which seat I liked better, so I bought them both. That's a good idea, especially with Ghost's stage. You might want to wait, and you might want to hold on to that extra ticket mark until Ghost puts up its stage. Well, I don't like that they are uh, have two bands opening. Like every time I've seen Ghost, it's been as a standalone. Mm-hmm. And in the prelim, where they play the church music, and it's very, very, uh, it really has the vibe of a, of a of a of a church service about to start. And boy, they have some crazy ass lyrics. Yes, they do. And I and I don't know if if, if the guy believes Tobias Forge, that's his real name. And I don't know if that's really his his gig, you know, to, to be into the occult and, and to, to, to Satan and stuff like that, but boy, it's a con, it's a convincing presentation. And Tim, I've been really depressed lately, so this should be perfect for me. <laughs> Mark Madden, if he survives Ghost, he'll be back on on Tuesday on 105.9 The X. This has been the Madden Monday Podcast, brought to you by BetRivers. BetRivers.com or download the app today. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At-